And we're on. Welcome back to Nobody Cares About Dad. Evening. Hey, how are you? I am good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, I was going to say good to have you back in the country, but I spoke to you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks. Uh, really settling in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, um, let's add our this week's guest. So this week we're joined by the infamous Martin Richards. <laughs> Don't know about infamous. How are you, Martin? I'm all good. I'm all good, you guys. Yeah, good. Thank you, matey. Good. Not enjoying the look of my beard. I was going to say, that's that's a good beard, though. That's my lockdown beard. It's going soon. Get those hairdressers open. No. Yeah, not long. Not long. Boys, it's been a it's been a week to forget for the Met Police. Oh, mate, <laughs> well, I say a week to forget, a month to forget. So this, it's been a, been a few weeks, this, isn't it? This last month, they've had a copper murdering somebody for seemingly no reason, a copper being arrested for raping two of his colleagues, and now a Nazi, a Nazi in the ranks, and the. Uh... The entry requirements are quite bloody high <laughs> to get in. Yeah. yeah, seems it. Seems it. Honestly, it's, it's yeah, madness. It, it sucks because these guys are important. Like, and they're getting smashed to pieces and their reputation's getting annihilated. But they're really important. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's um, with that kind of trade, that job, it is like tarred with the same brush yeah but it's scrutiny it's everyone they could be the best best police officer in the world but now everybody has that that view of what the like what the fuck is going on like Uh, my my sister's a police officer um and is she a police officer in the met no no (laughs) um i'd be um oh nobody about dad's life um no, I no, I hope not, and I hope she never goes into it. To be fair, but um, but you know, you worry like having someone as a, as a police officer in the family. You do worry about them because every day these guys are going out doing their job, but putting their lives on the line constantly, and that you know it's. It's, it, it's quite. It must be. It must be a really unrewarding job, being known as a pig, and you know, the police. But and you're doing the right thing, but you don't get the praise per se. You know. Mm. No, of course. You, you but, only see. We see what's going on in the news, but we don't see obviously the everyday stuff they're dealing yeah. with, like yeah, but stuff that I think it never know. It doesn't help their interactions with a lot of people. I mean, I, I, mean, I my interactions with the police have been largely negative. And that's not necessarily me doing anything that's wrong, just their attitude to certain situations. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm the opposite. My interactions with the police have all been good. I mean, I've, I've, I've been told off by the police and stuff in the past, but, you know, every copper I've come across has always been polite. I've been pulled over for speeding and so. They've all been fine, friendly, um, but then I guess you know. 
I guess coming back to sort of Ben Benjamin Hannum, that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Hannum, yeah. It, yeah. It, it must put into it must put into question their recruitment process and how it it seemed with him so visible online of what he was actually doing and yeah. the group he was a part of and the videos and stuff that he posted online. It seems it seems odd that they'd have missed it. And I was just he watching lied, today as well. I just watched today that, well, he lied about being a member of a terrorist group like everybody yeah. would, um, yeah. but they didn't do any references from his school. Like his, his te he just left school and his teachers said that if they'd have asked him for a reference, they would have said that he's been very racist at his time at the school. Would they though? Would they have said that? Or is that they're saying now it's all come out? Sort of thing, yeah. Well, Captain Hindsight, of course, is always yeah. uh, is always a, is a different is a different thing. But the, the the point remains: they didn't do they didn't do any checks. They just they took his word that yeah he wasn't part of the terrorist organization, and clearly they've done no no referencing. But do you expect somebody that's a racist, active racist, and active to 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 apply to the police force? Is that one of them ones where you know? They, you don't expect it, them to be so vocal and prevalent about it. I, yeah, it, I think it's still. I've, I've applied to go in the police, and they do low. They do, they do do a lot of checks. And when you are putting down your referencing, they do contact people. So I'm not sure, but that obviously wasn't for the Met. So I think everyone's obviously got different sort of vetting processes, etc. Yeah, but it's one of those, isn't it? It's, they have this massive recruitment drive because obviously they were so short on numbers. Hmm. Massive recruitment drive. So I think with anything, when they do a massive drive, certain things get sort of lowered, standards yeah. sort of dropped a little bit. Um, I've seen it in the military when there was a massive gap in the training market in the military. And it's because obviously they had all them, maybe quite a few years ago now, they had all their redundancies and stuff. But everyone was taking redundancies as well. It left a massive hole. So big recruitment push and then all of a sudden certain trades that you needed x y and z qualification didn't matter they just sort of lowered that numbers. exactly it was just like, yeah. okay we need ten thousand people let's go right and the police were always recruiting but mate you said at the start it's not a <laughs> it's not a good sort of month for them boys oh, it's just so horrible as well because you know there's so many good coppers out there and you get these idiots that just ruin it for Love to them. meet one. Have you? What <laughs> can I ask? What your experience is? Why they've been negative? Because he's in Manchester. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, my experiences with the police—I haven't really had any in Manchester. It was all back in Grantham, and just well, you were your interaction. No, <laughs> just, just, just their their interactions with people and how they deal with people and how they mainly how they talk to people, like. I just found it. They demand respect, but don't give any. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've never, I've never had. I've always had pol the, the, the really polite, and you know, I've, I've definitely never been pulled over for speeding more than once, um, <laughs> ever. <What? laughs> yeah, <laughs> knows. Uh, uh, but in the few times that I have been pulled over by the police, I mean the once. Um, they were really respectful. They were like, you know, do you know what we pulled you over? No. Um, and and 
and yeah, just 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 polite and friendly. I think it, it, a lot of it just comes down to like anybody. They are they are human, and yeah. it's like I wouldn't say it's the look of the draw because that's the wrong thing to say, but it's more the interactions you have. You know, it's down to that individual at that 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 moment. Yeah. For that, for that for overall interaction, but for this stuff, like it's, it's just mad. Like I'm now thinking, well, what's going to happen next week with the Met? What are they going to be in the spotlight for next week? Yeah. Because there just seems to be all this stuff coming out, and whether it's targeted or whatever. Because this one wasn't it, like a mass sort of data dump on some website. There was a data people. dump of the um, what were they called? Is it National Front? National Action? A Philly, National Action? Yeah. Yeah. Na- National Action are a, are a prescribed terrorist organisation, aren't they? And their membership was leaked online, and his name was obviously among amongst it. And he had all sorts of files transferred from his laptop to to USB sticks. And well, when the when the when the police went to arrest him in his bedroom, he had photos of Nazi soldiers from the war and also indecent images of children on his computer yeah they said he had images of boys didn't they so but like what talking about the picture why i can't grasp the concept of why anybody in today's day and age would have pictures of kids on anything digital like that's something i can never get my head around like why anybody would why why would you even yeah. act on it? Why would you have well, pictures in the first place? I think was well, the question, not not yeah. digital. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Obviously that's you know people have that attraction and it's horrible. And yeah, if you have that urge, don't act upon it because you know you're gonna get caught. But then if you have it on your computer, you're just increasing your levels of getting caught and i just i just can, i can never understand why people would i mean i'm i'm surprised that they got the officers that went around there once they found yeah. i'm surprised their body cam didn't break just turn off yeah and then they, oh it was an accident he, he fell fell down and the ended. stairs 55 yeah. times. <laughs> so, but... and that's why i'm not a copper <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I... It's just, it's a crazy, but it's, it's like you said, it's not doing the police any good. You know, look at that, all the riots and the protests that happened and then the I mean, police officers are, are stuck. Yeah. I mean, it's, post. it's tough because I know, I actually know a couple of people that work for the Met and like they, they have been saying that they have had such, like, such a busy few weeks, but internally. So stuff going on internally. Um, obviously, they haven't mentioned any of this stuff or anything like that. But when you know, when you have saying to you like people, you know, you meet up and you're like, oh, "How's your day been?" and they're just like, yeah. "I can't." Like, it's just ridiculous. Not the job I want to be in at the moment. Yeah. And even when they're on like on leave, they're dreading going back because they can see stuff building up. Um, like when, when the um, you know when that cop killed killed that girl, like. It was all brewing up, and they just thought, "I don't want to go to work because they're dealing with obviously the public, the protesting, but then obviously the police were getting absolutely destroyed, spat out all of that stuff." And then you go down to was it Bristol when they did all that uh, the riots? Kill the bill. Yeah. You just think, 
But what you do as a police officer, you're then stuck in this in this position of you're a police officer, a, a riot or a protest, and someone's acting out and they're going beyond what they should be doing as a peaceful protest. And you're stood there all of a sudden like, fuck, do yeah. I go and grab that person and fuel the fire? Yeah. Or do I step back and let them get away with it? And you're in that, and in that job, it shouldn't be a, you shouldn't have to second guess your decision. No, it should no. be a, you make the right decision and it's it's instinctive. But you can't be because all of a sudden you're you're dragging people to the floor because they're acting in wrongly. Then the camera pops out and it misses all the, the pre, the warm up to you arresting them. <laughs> and then it's you manhandling them. And then you've got to defend yourself against the public eye. Of going, I would say well, they're earning right the money. But that's, but that's also why they don't instinctively act. That's why they're apprehensive about what they do and, and how they deal with situations because they could have somebody that's being completely vile. They, like you say, throw them to the floor and then pictures come out and then on the front page of the sun, look at this awful cop. Yeah. yeah. Do you see on um, social media, I don't know if you've seen it, they, um, there was this cop, one of the riots, it, I don't, it wasn't a recent one, I don't think, but there was this guy filming saying, and the cop was like, oh, I'm just wondering what channel is that going to be on because I'm interested. And he was like, it's on my YouTube channel, this, but whatever. He was like, all right. And he came a bit, he goes, come a bit closer. I can't hear you. Tell me. So the guy got closer. The cop arrested him. He said, I'm arresting you because of, um, we were, something for the previous riot, he did some sort of criminal damage. Obviously filmed it all. And then <laughs> he literally like cooed him in. Yeah. Like, oh, what website was that? Oh, by the way, you need. <laughs> you need. But one second, bear with me. You know, Ivy. Tablets, TVs off bedtime. <laughs> um, dad, yeah, dad, so mate, dad, yeah, it's... dad shouts at children. Get the place around. But yeah, it's 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 you know the police are, the police are there to do a good job, and I, yeah, yeah, bedtime. The joys of life. Yeah, joys of being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> joys? Does that mean iPad off? I'm sure I said TVs and iPads <laughs> off. Um, but the police, the police, you know, I feel safe having the police there. Um, knowing that at any point I can phone them up and I'm safe. And they do a wonderful job. But as with anything, the minority ruin it. Yeah. And the majority and you know maybe i'm lucky i'm white and we you know we can we, we have oh, let's, let's, let's not even go down that one do we not want to go down that route <laughs> no it's, it's such a no. contentious subject but you know i've never had to worry about my race my color and everything so i know that so so, so i'm fortunate on that side of things but obviously there's there's people out there that have had to deal with that side of things but with have everyone, you been stopped and, have you ever been stopped and searched no. Have you, AD? No. Have I you? have three times. Yeah, three times. But I'm an advocate for the stop and search. But then that's because I As long as it's proportionally yes. attributed. Yeah. If it's if it's if it's carried out in the right way. But I the way I look at it is if they stop and search me, they're they're checking one person that doesn't have a knife or a gun. Yeah, but they're not profiling you, are they? That's the no, problem this, with it. This, 
but that's it. I never so the first the first time I got stopped and searched, I was a fourteen year old boy walking back from you know Paula's old shop up, up um, near Goodliffe Road. Goodliffe Road, yeah. Walking from there to the house, my house at like nine o'clock. I'd been working in the shop. So I was literally a five-minute walk, and I got stopped and searched because I I looked like somebody that was p- performing burglaries. Was you dressed all in black and in a hoodie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a swag bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Bindle stick with a swag bag on the top of it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. It, I think. Open I'm, lucky, I, I'm lucky. I'm not lucky. Lucky is the wrong word to use. But where I've not, I've not been searched because I've not fitted a profile. Um, yeah. So I'm, I can't have a comment. It's we have different perspectives because we're on different yeah, sides yeah, of, course. of the fence. Of course. Um, and obviously, but, that, I but I think, I, but this is the problem, right? So people, I, I don't think that you can't not have a conversation about it. I think you should be able to have a conversation about it, but a lot of people would shoot you down for having a conversation about it because you're not, you're not a person of color. And I think that's the wrong way to have that debate. That's the hard part because you, you know, when all the the BLM and everything was, was, was there, you know, you try and have a conversation about it and you get shot down. Well, you're not a minority. You're not, mm. you're not suffering. You've not had years of oppression and it's like I understand that, but I can still have a discussion about it. Yeah, um, you know, no one's answers right or wrong, but we can have an opinion. But you know, just because I'm not black doesn't mean I can't have. Um, God, is that the right term to use? You know, it's such a. But you know, hold I, on, hold on. It's the woke police cancelling you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. It's face, Facebook. I've got to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you can't... You, you, it's, it's a difficult subject to have, and, and that's yeah. the problem. The thing um, is, you can, yeah. we can have a chat. Like, obviously, we're, we're live. We, we probably hold back on a lot of our opinions on that Absolutely. sort of subject. But it's, it's one of those, like you said, if you're going to be mature about it, like if everyone's going to be mature about it, you'd have a conversation and you could voice your opinion. Yeah. But now today, today's society, nah, you keep your opinion to yourself unless you're backed yeah. up by clear evidence and facts and all of this stuff, yeah. which is wrong. Because opinions have lost their opinions have lost their power a little possibly. bit as well, and, and the amount of the amount of people, yeah, you, just, nowadays, you don't just give an opinion; you need to back it up with a fact. Yeah, and, oh, it was said in 1920 that we could say this, this, and it, but no, like you said. Just voice it. It's your opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. Go on with it. Move on. And you're going to offend people. I mean, you've uh, you've you've put it on on here, haven't you? That this this page you've caused you've offended Offend, some people. Yeah. yeah. Running this and and this is not you're not you're not hitting proper. You're talking about topics and stuff, but you're not on the top of a bridge in a bat suit screaming, nobody cares about dad. Yeah. You're having a polite... Tune in next week. <laughs> That's yeah. next week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you just ruined it. <laughs> but but you, you're talking about it in a really diplomatic, sensible, yeah. mature yeah, and way. And it's also not, it's not, let's slam women. And yeah. it, it, but it's not, it's not that. It's, let's listen to what dad's got to say. Yeah. And you've offended people. 
and that's mm. the problem we can uh, you can offend people on everything and anything um okay well that, that's actually weird so the whole offending people like what about so this equal pay or for, uh, for women for football let's slam women no, I, no but, <laughs> but i've seen so much <laughs> marco get it i've seen so much on this right and it does it literally divides it divides everyone i don't um, know how do you know what? Male and female. Yeah. And the one thing I seen on it, it was uh, it was some really upper class old ladies talking about it. And they were saying, you know, oh, it's, it's wrong. They should be paid. The, was it on The View? Yeah. 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 Fucking useless. I know. And oh, like the guy, who was the guy that was on there? Um, it was someone, the, the, one of their guests, but he he actually was like, well, no, it, I don't agree with it. And their faces just... <laughs> like... It wasn't It wasn't the McEnroe, did you? Because did you hear McEnroe's comments about equal pay? No. You know, John McEnroe, you know, the tennis player, right? But, ten yeah, yeah. but tennis has the smallest pay gap in gender, doesn't it? The four, yeah. the four Grand Slams pay the same to men and women. I'm not okay. sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah the four yeah, but, but John Ma John McEnroe made the point that if Serena Williams was a in was competing in the men's um tennis, she would be ranked seven hundredth. It's there's so well there's there was a I watched um a race, an American high school race, uh, a woman's high school race. And one of the athletes was uh, a transgender. Transgender. And this person went from eighth to fourth in the last lap, and literally smashed smashed everybody in it. Um, and it, you know, we're leading on to the transgender. There, there are transgender athletes that are trying to get into to women's sports from the men, and they're breaking records and and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, it's. I do think that the pay cap needs to be smaller. I do agree on that. But, but how? What? But why? Because you, because you, I think you're conflating two things here. You defend conflating the the gender pay gap for, let's say, a nurse. Right? If there's a pay gap between that job, then that's right. It should there shouldn't be. No. Correct. But when you you're talking about entertainers, right? And entertainment is supply and demand. The more people watch it, the more you get paid. Yeah, right? agreed. So, but let's talk about equal pay because Megan Megan Rapino, the vile cretin that she is, um, she, she's talking about equal pay. They don't want equal pay because actually, if they if they got equal pay, they would earn less money than they're earning now. So, I, I wrote this down earlier, but between 2015 and 2019, when they won the World Cup, on average. Per game, the women got paid two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. The men, two hundred and twelve. So, where's the equal pay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What she's, what she, what she's talking about, and, it, and it's disingenuous because what she's talking about is the difference between, say, Megan Repino playing for Leon Women or wherever she plays for, or. Pulisic, who plays for Chelsea, there's no competition in the difference of quality of the player, quality of the product, and size of the market. 
yeah. that's what she's arguing against. And there's no way that can be equal. No, and like you were saying, it's about it's a supply and demand. It's what revenue, what revenue is brought in by by men's football. It's like it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, look at the, the World Cup, right? The last World Cup, the last two World Cups. So the men's last World Cup generated six billion dollars. Yeah. The last woman's World Cup generated one hundred and fifty million dollars. In terms yeah. of prize money. The men get paid as a proportion of all that money, 6% of the total revenue. The women get paid 24% of the overall revenue. So who's getting paid more? Who's getting paid less? Yeah. As a percentage of what you bring in. But we're talking, but that's international stage. Like what, what are the figures? I don't, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but what are the figures? But for... wait, have, have you watched, have you watched a, a, a women's premier league game? Nope. There's like, but, but nobody watches it. Like, if there's, that, there's that, no this, crowd. This is the problem. This, this is it, you know, that on men's sport. I think I looked at stats on basketball and, like, one of the top basketball, women basketball players, their yearly salary was, like, £50,000 a year or something. And the top basketball was, like, £5 million or something. Yeah. Um, and that's the same in across all sports, isn't it? I think bar tennis. Um, yeah. They're never going to compete. They can't. You can't. They can't get the same wages because of broadcasting, sponsorship, coverage, ability. Um, in in League Two, of all the clubs, seventy percent of the players earn less than thirty grand a year. Now, League Two football as a brand will generate more money than the women's game. Mm-hmm. So again, who's getting paid more? And we're also talking about we're also talking about a USA women's team here that lost five two to an under fifteen boys team the same yeah. year they won the World Cup. But again, the it shows like, isn't it shows the product the isn't the same. No, it's not. And like you watch, so I I've got a mate who he's an avid avid Arsenal fan, and um, poor poor guy. Uh, I say, mate, an acquaintance. And, um, <laughs> uh, Do you take him out once a week for the government? Who do you support again, AD? Is it Man U? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he, I, I used to like, see his Instagram all the time and he'd be at all these Arsenal women's game. And I'm thinking, this was before lockdown. I'm thinking, is this behind closed doors? Like, what's going on? And I messaged him once saying, you always get, seem to get on the pitch with the players and get pictures and you're at the front. He goes... Yeah, because nobody comes. Literally, no, nobody turns up to these games. Nobody. I've been, I've been to a few. Um, a friend of mine years ago used to play for Not- Nottingham Forest Women's, and I watched a couple of games. No one there. Um, you know, and this is this is Notts Forest Women. Um, so, it's just one of these things. It just needs to. They need to just. This is the. Po- this get is the point, there. isn't it? Like yeah. when they get when they get to the point where the game is bringing in the same revenue. And there's a gap between the pay. That's when we can have this conversation. Yeah, but but people, but, but people don't see it that simply, do they? They just see no women paying out and men, and then they associate yeah. it to everything. And this look, look and I'm, I'm I'm conscious that we're three guys talking about women's pay here, yeah. 
And it's not to denigrate the difference in pay. And like I said at the top, if there is a difference between men and women in doing a job, like, like a regular job, then that shouldn't happen. You know, we should, you should get paid the same money to do the same job if you're performing at the same level. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, even in, even in men's football, Cristiano Ronaldo gets paid a lot less than Dan James. They're doing the same job on the yeah. same stage. He's just better. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's a bit passionate about this one, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the Facebook comments to start coming in. I and, might uh, have to get some more alcohol, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, someone said your sink's off big time, Marco. <clears throat> that was AD. Oh, is oh, is oh, right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. It's, but like you said, three guys talking about it. Um, but you know what? That, that's the beauty of it, though, is that a lot of the stuff we talk about, all these topics that we cover like every week, it's, it's, it's an opinion that actually the majority of people that we know will have exactly the same opinion. Agree. Yeah. And it's, it's that unfiltered version of, okay, I'm not bothered about facts and stats as such, but this is my yeah. opinion on it. And then when you can bring it in and back it up, it, you know, we prove that point, but this whole thing about, like you just said, it's it's not about the ability and the skill. It's more about the there's a pay gap and there's women. Like, yeah, we need to stop that. We need to. They need to be paid the same or close to. But the, not the US women's have... team oh, in 2016 were offered the same contract as the men. They turned it down. So when they took when they had the class action recent recently, the reason it was thrown out of court is because they were offered the same deal. They said no. They wanted more guaranteed income. Yeah. But it's you're a recruiter, Marco. If you yeah. had a man and a woman come to you for the same job for a woman's the man, team. and the man's bringing in you know a, a, a million pounds in sales and then a woman's bringing in £500,000 in sales, the man's going to have the right to ask for more money. Hmm. But, that, that... But, 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 but in sales, and, and my experience, it isn't about man or woman, it's about the number. So Exactly. But, so it's about how you're performing in your job. And that should be the same on sports. It shouldn't yeah. be about gender. It should it, be about it... the sport. And in the market, in the market I recruit in, I know many women that earn a lot more than loads of men that work in the sector. They just do. Is that are we are we to say are we to get the pickets out and say equal pay for men? <laughs> <laughs> that would last a whole two minutes. <laughs> no, no, that would be it. Like I said, entertainment is different. So if you're yeah. in a regular job, of course you should get paid the same money if you do the same job. It goes without saying. But when we're talking about sports entertainment, it's it's, it's a non-star for me. Across, it comes across though, like you said, like in, in certain jobs where there's like required skill, you're at that same level, you get paid the same. And yeah. you, you, know, you do see that in, in sectors like you know, like solicitors and stuff as well, and teachers and things. The more years you have an experience, then yeah, you earn the right. If you've got the knowledge, you earn the right to be paid more. So I think it's a very simple way of settling it. Have a women's football team versus a man's football team. 
<laughs> and the winning team gets that's it done. The money the in Liverpool team. then, because then we can at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh, right <laughs> there, <laughs> right in the field. Just because Slabed scored I mean, the winner for internationals doesn't mean you know the the last you know the last this is the last thing I'm going to say on this topic. Well, the last Women's World Cup, the USA beat Thailand women thirteen nil in the group stage. Come on, that's just never going to happen in the man's game. Well, what what didn't Japan beat somebody fourteen nil the other day or something? Was it Japan? Yeah, but yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, but they probably were playing the equivalent of San Marino or... Well, yeah, well, yeah. England plays San Marino. It's just a scrappy 2-1 win. Yeah. It's all about uh, tactics, that game. All about tactics. Yeah, playing two-cent CDMs. Yeah. But that could probably bring well, us on to the next one of the subjects is uh, international football. Yeah. What do we make of that? Don't follow do, it. Do, do we, are we still interested in international football? Do you know what? I... I am. I, I, if England are playing, it's just a thing. I, I will watch it. I'm probably not watching it as intense as I usually would, but that's because the whole social thing, you know, it was always good to go out when England were playing. You get the atmosphere, you get covered in beer and all sorts of whatever else. But it ain't the same. Martin, do you remember back in the day in Grantham, like the playhouse when England playhouse. were on, we used to be, used to be rammed full. Like you couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah. big screens. Yeah. Beer everywhere. Not the same now, but that's what they're planning for this one, aren't they? For for June, yeah. It's that, but, because we've all been bottlenecked in. Well, this is it. Yeah. This is it. They're timing it well with the pubs opening yeah. and getting getting. And I think it will it will resonate that that old. I think. Sort uh, of have we got? It depends on what when, when we're talking internationals, because when it comes to Euros and World Cups, the actual tournaments, we get yeah. involved. We're British. We I, haven't, I haven't watched. I have. I haven't watched a game since the semi-final of the last World Cup. That's the last England game I watched. But, All but the rest, watch, I'm not bothered. You watched the World Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. And you were there. Bad, you know. Proco had his flag up on the outside of, the, of my house. Uh, now, um, yeah. Well, Italy didn't qualify, so I had to support England. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, when it comes uh, to the World Cups and the Euros, we're passionate. We can't. We can't. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. The world goes. England goes crazy. Pubs are full. Mm. We're there. But what talking of, talking of passionate about World Cup football and international, I remember Marco <laughs> around mine when I had my apartment. Italy were playing. You were wearing your Italy shirt and you were standing on my balcony singing the national anthem, <laughs> literally <laughs> shouting the place down. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, um, I remember that. I remember that. Was that the World when, Cup? It was the World Cup, wasn't it, that? Yeah. I yeah. think it was Euro... I don't know, I'm trying to work this out. I think it might be... Was it Euro 96 when we played Germany in the semis? Yeah. Gaza's slide. Gaza's slide. And um, it was it went to penalties. Yeah. Uh, I was in Germany. I lived in Germany in a German estate, uh, a little village called Lohausen in Dusseldorf. And it was... Was it Alan Shearer scored early doors, like the sixth minute or something stupid like that? Well, I've um, slept since then. I'm sh- I, just, I just remember we took the lead early and I remember running out into the street, shouting, hey, go on! Going fucking mental. The Sun newspaper had prayer mats printed in them for if we had to go to penalties. <laughs> and I remember they equalised 
Um, and then we went to penalties. And I remember my mum being there on this prayer mat in front of the TV. And we're all there. And then they beat us. And shit did our German neighbours give us stick. <laughs> and, oh, we got the... But, but, but the passion competitions, left. Competitions. Yeah, they competitions. But internationals. Poland, England, the other day, I didn't watch it. I was working. Shearer scored in the fifth minute. My favourite ever German player, just because of his name, Stefan Kuntz. Yeah, that was it. He got the he got the equaliser. <laughs> and then then it was penalties, and it was who was it missed? It wasn't South Southgate? Southgate missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Booned. And quickest because um, that was that was the joke, wasn't it? What's the quickest way out of Wembley through the Southgate? Southgate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just remember being in Germany for that one, and 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 that. But when it comes to all these friendlies and like the international qualifiers, it's such a big gap away from quality. Yeah. And I just don't get, I don't get hyped up for them. They're just, it's, they're just boring to watch. When England played San Marino the other day, the, 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 the reports the day after was, oh, Mason Mount has created eight chances and nobody since Javi's done that. I was like, mate, you played San Marino. They're a pub team at best. If you didn't create eight chances, there's fucking something wrong. wrong. Peter Crouch has so many goals for England. Well, yeah, he's got a hat-trick against Jamaica. <laughs> like, like <laughs> you know, they're probably stoned and, uh, and, and bear with me. Uh, sleep. Stop making noise. Okay, your kids are like an Alexa. <laughs> I think they're just... Because you'll, you'll start controlling this one. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, the the friendlies and what's the what's the the tournament that they play in now? I don't mind that the Nations League. At Nations least it's League. at least it's competitive. Yeah, but it's still it's just I, I and to be fair, the, I, I just think the tactics of we just don't play great football. It's not it's not exciting to watch. I, I don't no. have the passion like I do when I watch Liverpool. Hey, um, uh, the the debate that's going on today, Grealish or Mount? Or what are we saying? Sancho. They reckon, yeah, Grealish and Sancho might not go, and someone like Lingard. Um, I think Grealish is unbelievable. I think, brilliant player. Skill, skillfully, I think he's probably England's best player. Do you know why? He's, I reckon it's because Grealish he has no fear. Like he's not, he's not actually. He looks like when he's playing, he's enjoying himself. He's not trying to prove it. He's enjoying himself. Well, he just loves playing for England as well. That's the difference. He's exciting to watch, isn't he? He's exciting to watch. Because he attacks. He doesn't just keep turning around and going back. And he can take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> From behind. But, yeah. We've, but we've got a real good crop of, England, of players at the moment. Oh. What's the guy got on his TV? That's my mum. <laughs> <laughs> what you got on the TV behind you? Suits. No, it's an international debate about equality. And, no, it's not. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about women's football. Yeah. I think it's Coach Carter. Oh, great uh, film. Great film. One yeah. of my top ten films. Just in the background. I like the soundtrack as well. So I'm just... Yeah. When you're talking about women's football, I just listen. No, I'm joking. There you go, Mom. <laughs> Coach Carter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Who, so who do you follow, Marco? Who are you... If England versus Italy, 
Who are you backing? Well, Ada's just, Ada's just answered that. Well, but, it's, it's Italy. Uh, so, yeah, so England played Italy in two... They played in the Euros in the World Cup. At the World Cup, I was around Ada's house. They were all in their England shirt. I was in my Italy shirt. The last time they played him in the Euros, I was at the Goose in the Bank. Everyone in their England shirt. Me on my own in my Italy shirt. Mate, you were brave. <laughs> and then after that game, you got racially profiled and arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Coincidence or nah? I don't think so. um, My mum needs to have an education on films. Never heard of it. Yeah, that needs educating. It's a a great movie. She's a dirty dancing. There's another comment, mate. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what to say now. I'm I'm just going to be quiet. Um, so what about um old Sergio Sergio Aguero leaving City this year? Ah where where do you think he's gonna end up? Where do you think? Hopefully us. I'd take him. I've heard Liverpool, Liverpool saying they'd be interested in him. He'd be a great backup striker. We need we need he's not gonna play backup to Firmino. (laughs) Firmino couldn't score in a brothel. Again Firmino is a player that links and fills the gap and look at the assists. Oh, Marco. Did you, <laughs> did you did you just say Firmino is Emil Heskey? Huh? <laughs> did you just say Firmino is Emil Heskey? No, he's way better. Although to be fair, Emil Heskey has scored some bangers. He's <laughs> also playing for the international women's team <laughs> in America. <laughs> I, I like Firmino. I like him and most Liverpool fans do. He's probably um, a nice guy but as a footballer. Got a cracking smile. <laughs> he's a good footballer. You can't deny he's a good footballer. He's just missing. Um, piss off, mother. How do I take <laughs> these off my screen? Um, I love it. You're being roasted. Literally being rinsed by my mum live. Um, hey, and you can't, you can't reply because you're banned from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I might start crying. Um, I'm, I'm bullied by my mum. Um, I, his only problem is he doesn't score. If he scored 15, 20 goals a season, people would be raving more about him. Well, he's a striker. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, agree. <laughs> You're like that little that little person on somebody's shoulder. No. Saying you're going, yeah, but he's this. Yeah, and he is a striker, but he's also he's got, got a goal record strikers. like he's a left back. <laughs> He's got he's got two strikers players with him that are scoring the goals and he's linking them up. Um, when you when you were winning and playing well, yes, but yeah. you're not. But, agreed. Can't argue with that. But who else do we have on the bench to replace him? Don't know, Sergio. Well, not at the moment. Diego Yota, <laughs> Diego Yota, but he's been injured, and Firmino and Yota were being played between switched out. Thing is, they're talking about Aguero like he's 35, he's 32, just turned back to turn 30, 33. They're talking about him like he's washed up and finished. He's still got years. Him. I, I, Serge, I think Sergio is one of those players. I think he's a class player. Yeah. He's come in, he's done his job, he's done it well. Can you name any instance where he's been mentioned off the pitch by the press? 
I can't think of any scandals or anything that he's done. Any, only when he dumped Maradona's daughter. You know, that's it. But he, I think he just, he's been a true professional and I think he's done City proud. Mm. Um, Unfortunately. I'll yeah. yeah. tell you now, I, I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, my dad, who uh, passed away, he was a City fan, grew up in Manchester. So he's a proper, proper football fan in Manchester. Um, not one of these London Man United fans. <laughs> Mate, City fans are not even from Manchester. They're from Stockport. And Man United Manchester fans are from Salford. Of course they are. <laughs> or London. Um, I tell you the, the last the last trophy presentation we had in the city, there was some seven hundred and fifty thousand people there. The last city one, there was about six. Well, yeah, because they can't fill their stadium <laughs> either. <laughs> um, but but I remember watching. I remember watching that game and when and when Aguero scored. Uh, that famous goal and Phil Jones. What, what game's that, mate? Oh, it's, it's funny how you guys don't remember this. You know, Phil Jones's face just keep that uh, face on. There's something wrong with my connection. Just <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the windows change. So here's a question then, because this is the this is the debate that's been raging this last week. The greatest ever Premier League strikers, right? The top five. Alan Shearer. But who would you say, Martin? Alan Shearer. Yeah. Thierry Henry. But, yeah. See, United have got... I would probably put Wayne Rooney in there. Yeah. Which I hate to say. And we're just talking Prem. Yeah. Probably got to put Aguero up there. And probably Milan Barros. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, Scott. Scott says Drogba. Drogba, yeah. Yeah, Drogba, great shout. Great shout. But, but here's my question, because this is what I don't get about this whole debate. Are we talking about people that have been in the in the league for a long time only? Because for me, Van Nistelrooy was one of the best strikers to ever play in the Premier League. But because he only played for a certain amount of time, he doesn't even come in the same breath. Not for United fans, he's in your memory, but for other people, he's not. But look, but even but that's what I'm asking. So, it does it? Can you only be in the top five if if you've played, you've played in the league years. for like longer than five or six years? Because look at this, right? Look at this. You know, Ronaldo, big fat Ronaldo, who's come out and apologised about his haircut. Did you see him? <laughs> no, he's apologised for that haircut. Everybody bloody had. Just take Ronaldo, right? If he played in the Premier League for one season, he would be by he would have been by far and away the best player to ever play in the Premier League as a striker. But he'd only played in one season, so does he not make the top five? No, I don't. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's hard, but then but then you've got somebody like James Milner. That's been in the Prem for years and years and years. Is he one of the top players who've ever graced the Premiership or not? He's not. Well, he's no, not. he's not even. I know. I'm, even just, in... I'm just using that as an example of, you know, he's been in it. Oh, that's a years. really bad example. It was a shit, bad, <laughs> shit example. I'm trying to think of another example to use now. Right. Well, Ryan Giggs is a winner. I'll give you one. Andy Cole. Andy Cole gets talked about. Andy Cole and Dwight York. Because he scored, he's, he scored a Andy. lot of goals, but. 
Would I say that Andy Cole is one of the top five strikers in the Premier League ever? No. Who's your top five? Marco. Um, Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> Andy, Percy, Cole, Andy Cole. Andy Cole. Dwight York. David Bellion. Rooney. <laughs> No, I, I think you've got to say Shearer. You've got to say Omri. Omri, um, class. You've got to say Drogba. He's, he's probably my all-time favourite, Thierry Omri. All-time. To, to the, the best play, player I've ever watched, technically, was Robin Van Persie. He was just on another level. Even even the Arsenal years, I'm talking, not just United, you know, those years at Arsenal, it was unbelievable. Well, well then to be fair, you got Michael Owen. No. <laughs> I hate that. I hate him. He he had two or three seasons. When his hamstrings went, he was finished. I hate him. Just for the fact that he went to you, scum. On it, I hate him for that. Oh well, mate, he wanted to win a trophy in his career, so he came to United to win the league, didn't he? Fucking prick, did didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> then retired with his dodgy hamstrings, like yeah, whatever, won it. So, but it's again, it's 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 it is a subject. It's 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 a hard conversation because you're going to have your loyalties of your football club in yeah. there. Um, you know, United. Domin United, let's be frank, have dominated the majority of the Premiership for the years. Um, so you're going to have to com have a conversation about the Man United players of your golden years and, and putting them up there. Um, but but yeah, it, it's it's it, it's a tough one. You know, you've got let's even put in there Salah smashing records left, right, and centre, but. He can't. He doesn't even compare to the likes of Shearer and Thierry Henry on that scale. But he's smashing records, and you know Luis Suarez was doing the same. I'm talking from a Liverpool's perspective. For Torres was a great striker, but was shit at Chelsea. Um, but it's it's it it, it is a tough. It's, it's, a, it's well, it's an opinion, isn't it? Again, who's yeah. opinion is right? Um, and you can you can plow facts into it. But again, I, I would have. To I would have to say, you know, if I'm being objective, I think Aguero for me is in the top five. I think he's he was brilliant. Great, great player. I used to hate when he played against us because he would invariably always score. Right. But he's one of those players that every time he has got the ball, you know something's going to happen. There's nothing yeah. about it. He was going to either create a chance or score. That was it. Yeah. 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 He was. So he has to, yeah. He's, like I said, it's objective. It's our own opinion, but I think as a whole. But didn't, didn't I don't want to see him go to Liverpool though. Uh, oh, no. Bear me two seconds. What's that, Princess? Do you want me to take the lid off? But even you know, as a footballer, you know, I can't stand Suarez as a player. I think he's he's a I think he's a scumbag, right? But as a player, he was unbelievable for a few seasons. Genius. Just some of the goals he scored were just insane. Um, and it was nice to be on the side of him scoring for us. <laughs> um, and, and, and you know, it, it's, it's just, it, 
like you said, it depends on what what are you going to base your facts on. What are you going to base yeah. it on? If you base it on longevity, there's there's a, there's a whole host of players that can fall into it. Do you base it on stats and records that have been broken? Um, but I think you know, I'm assuming we score more goals now than we did 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, so people can't even. The art of defending has been lost. That's the problem. Well, the art of defending has changed massively. Instead of having your Tony Adams... Oh, my God. Big, Jones, Sol yeah. Campbell, Yapstam. <laughs> yeah, you're brutes. No pace. Very yeah. little pace. But in brick wall to go through. Literally now, tiny face from all the broken bones and everything. Yeah, yeah. Now it's... it's Eats babies for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does turns, you know, pissed knocking back 15 shandies the night before a game or yeah. and stuff. But you know, whereas now it's your goal even your goalkeepers have changed to they be have to play football, the, don't they? Playing football on the ball, get the ball on the floor, play it to your full backs. We're not your full backs now, they're win backs. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know, look at Schmeichel was probably it will be considered as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Premier League goalkeeper. But if he played today, he would he would not be able to play with the ball like they do. No, no, no. Um, who's your top? Who's your top five goalkeepers for the Premiership? I, I think Schmeichel is. Yeah, is up number there. Number one. You can't ever argue with Schmeichel being number one. Um, no, that hurts. Um, <laughs> I think Van der Sar, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taibi. Taibi. But I think but this comes back to the, the length because I, I think Allison is brilliant, but has he been long enough to say that he's unbelievable? Yeah, Scott's Scott's right. Peter Check. Peter Check yeah, was a great player. Yeah. Absolutely shout. See David Steven. Seaman. David Seaman was a brilliant goalkeeper. I think of other ones now. But again, like you said, it, it comes down to that. Tim like Flowers for Blackburn. Tim Flowers. Was he in goal for them when they won the league? Yeah. So he's got he's got a league he's got a, a league title under his belt. Mm. So So he was Bartes and he was terrible. <laughs> oh Fabian Bartes, what a great keeper. Not <laughs> Shay Given, yeah, longevity wise, he was for years. Scott's just spamming us with names of players at the moment, <laughs> isn't Reeling them off, I like it. <laughs> so, it's uh, who have you guys got this weekend? Brighton, yeah, since so Brighton. Uh, it's um, Leicester City, isn't it? Liverpool, Arsenal, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's a good day of football. What about what? What do you make of Eddie Howe potentially going to Celtic? Good move or I, bad move? Good move because he's unemployed at the moment. Yeah. Um, so he's not short of a few, Bob. No. <laughs> um, it's a good place to go and have a go at trying to get some trophies. Um, but. It's not competitive enough for a manager of his caliber. I really like him. They were talking. They, they were talking about this on Talksport this morning, and they were saying, you know, everybody says that Celtic and Rangers is a good stepping stone club, but who's made that step other than 
Brendan Rogers. Nobody. No. Steven Gerrard's on his way to making that. Yeah, he'll be the next Liverpool manager. I can almost guarantee it. Don't want him to be. Don't want him to be. As soon as Klopp leaves, he's the next manager for you boys. I'm scared for that. Scared for that. Because I don't want him to ruin his his legacy with us. All goes to like Kenny did. Like Kenny did. Exactly. He came in and it was dreadful. Mm. Um but he had at least at least Kenny had won the Premier League. Yeah, with Tim Flowers in goal. Is here's a question because maybe maybe Scott can answer this if he's if he's still listening. Who, where do Celtic and Rangers finish if they were in the Premier League? I don't even. Do they finish in the Premier League? <laughs> Definitely, um, I reckon probably relegation battle, 100 yeah. Relegation I, battle. I don't, I don't think they're... Who are they? Who, who did they get knocked out? Who who did Rangers get knocked out by recently? That, the Dynamo Zagreb, was it? Someone like that. Yeah. It's, they're, 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 they, they don't compete in the Prem. They're not going to be able to do you do think? They, No, I don't think they're going to compete in the Prem. They're going to struggle. They're going to be relegation fodder, down the uh, bottom. See, I, I picture them as a, a Newcastle, up and down, up and down, in and around the bottom, maybe have a good couple of years. You know, I'm talking about the Newcastle of now, not the Newcastle of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but who's to say they come to the Prem and make some good signings and, you know... And then, but, they, but, but so I think that argument would have worked maybe ten years ago when they had a big, bigger budgets. But you know, you know, you've got Sheffield United now spending one hundred and ten million. No injuries, maybe eight, but squad's not strong enough. Yeah, optimistic. I, mean, that, I, I think that's generous. That's very generous. <laughs> Too many punches to the head. Like in there, definitely. Too many punches <laughs> to the head there for Scott. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's very generous on that one. But um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think going back to your point, Mark. I don't think it's a good move for him at all because the, the standard it's not what, what's engaging about it. How's he going to improve? Or you know, if you move on or you take a job, you need to improve. Like, but you'd have said that about Brendan Rodgers, wouldn't you? <clears throat> what options did he have? Yeah. Yeah, but for Eddie Howe, they're talking about mm. Crystal Crystal Palace job and him getting that job. That would be a good move for Eddie Howe. I really, I really like Eddie Howe. I like, I think he's a good manager, um, and he just needs to get more experience and and just. You know, he just, I, I don't know. It's. I like him. I really like him. I wouldn't want him as a Liverpool manager, that's for sure. Um, but I don't know. I think I can't, I can't see it being a negative move for him. Um, like it wasn't. I was Brendan. thinking, like, you know, they were talking about Keane taking that job. That, that would be a good role for Keane, I think. What, Roy Keane? Roy Keane, yeah. Fucking hell, could you imagine that? 
I, I wouldn't want to lose Roy Keane off any pundits, mate. Not no, I you. think he's brilliant as a pundit. He is gold, mate. He is gold. His bromance with Ma- Micah Richards Micah is pretty Richard. good. Right. It's, it's so good to watch, though. Like it's better than better than half the games. <laughs> yeah, and he's brutally honest, and he doesn't mix yeah. his words, and he's just like, "It's fucking." I love it when Mika Richards was like, "Oh, I burst onto the scene." He's like, "Did you burst uh? onto the scene?" Like you didn't burst onto anything. <laughs> yeah. I was the youngest, like England player and whatever. And he's like, but burst. <laughs> so left backs don't burst onto the scene. Yeah. <laughs> They just are always like he's always taking the piss out of him, any. And then he did that Roy yeah. Keane video. Did you see that one? That where he's like singing or something. But I, I really like the Jamie Carragher and um, and Neville, Neville relationship. I really like their banter the, between them two. Um, I enjoy watching them two. I don't like listening to Michael Owen commentate. Oh. I think he drones. It's boring. That is literally. I want one of my. Fa- I I never use Twitter. Um, but one of my favorite ever tweets that I wrote was about Michael Owen, and it was and I put if I was, it was after one of his really bad commentary games, and I put if I was if I was on a desert island with a tin of corned beef and Michael Owen, I'd eat Michael Owen and talk to the corned beef. <laughs> oh, some of the things he's come out with though. Like you know, well, when it's when a team doesn't score, they hardly ever win. Yeah, <laughs> just, he's he's sick as pig shit. Yeah, just comedy gold, and not in not in the good way where you laugh with him. So, but but yeah, Aguero, great striker. Should, oh yeah, that's what we were like. talking about. We completely digressed. Well, then, we went, then we went on to how, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, but back on how. Yeah, sorry. So, so you both don't think it's a good move for him? I, I think there's, I think there's better opportunity for him. Yeah, I think for, like you said, for, for a job, yeah, wicked, crack on. But for his own, if he's going to be serious and develop and all that, nah, not over there. <clears throat> because nah. also, as well, I think if you, you're forgetting when Brendan Rodgers took that role, it was a one-horse race. It's now yeah. a two-horse race. So Brend, Brendan Rod, Rodgers. Won the treble every year, no contest. It could happen that Eddie Howe goes to Celtic and wins nothing. Yeah. And then what does that do for his reputation? He's been beaten by Rangers and Steven Gerrard that's got half the managerial experiences. Exactly. Eddie. And then it's, takes yeah. the over clock. Yeah, can't wait for yeah. that. <laughs> could always uh, have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for a tactical <laughs> mastermind. So that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a blank check. Give him Ollie up again. <laughs> oh, football's a, a good subject to have and a good topic to have if it's a mature, sensible gun and you're happy to look past your own loyalties to your football club and actually have a, a fair It's hard though, isn't it? It's so hard it to is. look past your biases. Absolutely. It is so tough. Um, and I have you ever met any of your Liverpool heroes? Uh, I sponsored an event with Phil Thompson, and I got to sit next to Phil Thompson for uh, for six to seven hours, uh, which was amazing. Um, I bet he um, loved it. Oh, he remember he remembered me three days later at the Stephen Gerrard testimonial. 
Um, when I saw him, he was like, oh, Martin. I was like, yeah, he knows me. You were stalking him outside his... <laughs> Absolutely. I was following him everywhere. Um, I'm trying to think who I've met, Liverpool-wise. I've only met old players, like Phil Thompson, uh, Fairclough. I've sponsored Phil Thompson. I sponsored... Oh, who else was it? I sponsored another event. Al... Alan Hansen. Somebody else. I sponsored a couple of Liverpool events with uh, old speakers. Met Chelsea team. I met Varon when he was driving, when he was playing for Chelsea and he had a big silver Hummer um, and he was a prick. Marco, didn't you, was it you who was telling me, didn't you meet somebody, like a wine shop or some sort of... Robin Van Persie. Was it Van Persie, yeah. Did he touch Van you Percy, up? Yeah, I, yeah, he mugged me off. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, yeah. So I used to live in Wilmslow, which is where all the like footballers live around the area. Um, I'll just point out, it wasn't in a big house. <laughs> it was just a, an apartment, but I, I lived in the same area. And um, I was walking home from work one day, because I worked in Wilmslow as well. And there was this majestic wine in Wilmslow, just on the outskirts. And as I'm walking home, in the car park was a Bentley with... Um, I think it was RVP 10 or, or RVP 20, whatever it was, and his number. And as I'm walking past him, he's coming out of Majestic Wines with a bo box of wine and he's put, going to put it in his boot. And I'm literally in the front at the bonnet of his car. And I thought, and normally I'm, I'm not the, I'm not one, because living up here, living around there, you see footballers all the time. Um, and I'm not one to be like, oh, hi, mate, can I have a picture? Like, how are you doing? But I was buzzing for Van Persie because we just won us the league. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to speak to him. So I was like, oh, Robin, how are you doing, mate? You're right. Completely pied me, like just <laughs> completely <laughs> blanked. <laughs> he must have been stood. He looked at me as well. It wasn't, it wasn't one of them where he didn't see me. He definitely saw me. I, um, but I still picked him in my top five, so I can't have been that scarred by it. <laughs> I was trying to think of the manager for Swansea was. Um, oh, who was the manager for Swansea? Ben Foster ran, ran me over with his um, push chair. <laughs> I got I got told to fuck off by the Swansea manager at a Liverpool game, um, and I got told to, by Stewart to stop hurling abuse at Jose Mourinho because um, I um, have I I get tickets to all the Liverpool Cup games every season um so i actually go to watch my team do you guys go and watch them yeah i've season ticket for like five years have you really got a season ticket i, I did have all right i um, um although they although united did call me on thursday and i'm gonna have it again next season oh fair play um and i was i was front row one seat away from the players um seats um the bench at Anfield, and we played Chelsea in the uh, oh, Capital Cup semi-final or summer. And I'm like, I'm this close to Jose Mourinho. I'm never going to get the chance of 90 minutes of calling him <laughs> a C-word. So for 90 minutes, I'm just fucking bombarding this guy, just hurling abuse at him. And one of the stewards is like, can you please stop? And I'm like, no. I'm never going to get this chance again to slate him. And it, I enjoyed it. And I'm trying to think of the manager where Swansea was now, who told me to fuck off. 
uh, one of their players fouled one of ours and he was mouthing. I was like, do you know, even know what football is like? Fuck off you. I was like, I like you. I quite like you. <laughs> so, um, uh, boys, wrapping up because we've uh, we've gone over time. Oh, um, <laughs> Fergie time. Fergie time. Yeah, we are in Fergie time. Eight minutes <laughs> over. Fucking hell, what a shot. Boys, listen, it's been it's been great speaking to you again. Um covered some interesting topics, some interesting opinions. I think football took over. We'll ban that one for our next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a football centric podcast. Didn't even get to speak about the April Fool stuff. Gutted. <laughs> I got roasted by my mum. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that. Fair one. Fair one. <laughs> I'm gonna go and cry myself to sleep now that my mum's cooler than me. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get your mum on next time instead. <laughs> not a chance, Marco. Not... We'll just sit back. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance on this earth. If I ever turned up and you're like, "Oh, he's a guest. It's my mum." I am out. <laughs> I am out. I will get annihilated. You, you actually are selling it. So, keep <laughs> <laughs> going. What? I'm washing my hair every week now. So, but... Bye, guys. Well, have a good weekend. Have a good rest and of you guys. Day. Hope Brighton win. See you later. Oh, what a time. <laughs> Kicking for that. <laughs> Here's my mum. See you later, guys. Have a good weekend. See you later. Thanks, guys.